Welcome to episode nine. You are joined by your horror dads, John and... Jamie. Jamie. What's up, guys? Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, it's my birthday today. My wife asked what I wanted for my birthday, and I said I need uh, 90 undisturbed minutes with my brother-in-law to do an episode. Yes, sir. So here we, we are. are. Here. Yeah. What are we talking about today, man? We're going to do horror houses. We're going to cover... We're going to do 10. 10? Right? Five each. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cover 10 horror houses that uh, have made an impact on us in, in some capacity. Some are fun, some are light, some are serious. So uh, I think we did a good job hitting the full full gamut. So yeah, it'll be good. And, and they're in no particular order. It's not a top five or anything like that. In, in, um, in looking for five <clears throat> to do this, I realized I could have picked 100. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. There's so many. Narrowing it down to five was nearly impossible. My wife actually helped me pick my last one because I was hanging on the fifth for so long. And she was like, uh, oh, did you pick Just think pull of the trigger, this? fucker. And I was Tr- like, trigger, pull the trigger. God damn it. There he goes. <laughs> All right, so it's May 24th. So, yes, it's my birthday, but we want to call a special shout out to one of our Instagram followers uh, at Hunty the Horror Guy. It's also his birthday. So, Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, dude. He's a cool guy. Uh, another quick shout-out we want to make is the uh, new podcast called Post Credits. Our buddy Matt Pepler, who was on two episodes ago, uh, started this. So they talk about movies of all kinds. Um, and they hit, I think, uh, a James Bond film for their first one. And they just did Deep Blue Sea, uh, which is LL Cool J's second best movie to... Halloween show. Yep. Um, yeah, congratulations to those guys. It's, yeah. It's exciting. It's fun. Check it out. It's worth a listen for sure. And you may have a little music credit there. I do. Yeah, I reached out to them. Um, so Jamie and I both being musicians, uh, spend quite a bit of time in GarageBand, especially being cooped up in the house. So I just reached out and said, hey, you know, I've got some, some skills. Do you want me to... Uh, put together a little intro song for you, and we uh, donated one to them. So uh, hopefully you guys like that. Yeah, and if they use it, cool. Yeah, if, if they not, use it, cool. If not, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another quick shout out we want to make here. Um, so Jamie and I both this past week, uh, last week I was over. Uh, I arrived late to help him remove some bu- <laughs> some bushes. Yeah, the pack of Sandra, which I did yeah. not need help with. My wife texted you. Yeah. And said, "Bring your shovel and My your sister. A game." Yeah. So you came over mysteriously as soon as the last piece of Pakistandra was pulled up here. You pulled in my driveway. Sitting in the cold I swear to God, you're sitting at the end of the street. <laughs> uh, but when I came, you were listening to the Summer Slashers episode of the Alone in the Dark podcast, which is one of our faves. And I uh, told you, I was like, dude, I, I have, I've been waiting to listen to this one. Uh, I, you know, I've been stacking them, not trying to burn through them. I, I wanted to take my time. And uh, I've been saving this one for summertime. So I hadn't listened to it quite yet. And that was your first experience with it, too. Yeah. And it's a couple years old. Somehow I just never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, A, that episode's great. But, B, uh, one of the films they mention in there is Jaws, which is a great one. And we mentioned that on episode two on Best and Worst Dads. And uh, one of the references that they make is the same scene uh, I swear we weren't copying them, though we do love those dudes. But um, the scene in Jaws where the son is sitting with the father uh, at the table and the son's mirroring what the father's doing. And I think I mentioned that during our episode just about, you know, parenting and fatherhood and whatnot. So oh, yeah. um, 
weren't trying to rip those dudes off, but that is a fantastic episode and a gl- lot of ton ton of great summer uh, horror film references. So it's 83 degrees here today in Ohio. I know everyone's jumping into that, so uh, definitely listen to that episode. It has a lot of great recommendations. Great minds, you know? Yep. Great minds to think alike. Okay. So let's hit a couple intro things. What's going things. on with the family, bud? Do you have any any funny funny stories? Um, yesterday we came over for a little bur- pre birthday celebration for you, and we got uh, we got you. Do you want to talk about what we got you? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Because I'm gonna. My son came in wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> so. So <laughs> yesterday. John. Yeah. So Jamie's family and my family have had the same adoption of practice during during quarantine so over the past couple of weeks we've we've um come to the mutual understanding that we're gonna be in each other's lives physically um just as long as we continue to adhere to our the mental health of ourselves and our children yeah uh so we're adhering to the social distancing practicing um but just kind of reintroduced each other's families to one another but so yesterday they come over for the pre-birthday celebration and ryland my nephew comes in wearing um beautiful trick-or-treat studio Halloween three season of the witch pumpkin mask. Uh, so he's running through the yard wearing that, and I got a, a really good laugh out of <laughs> laugh out of that. He hit you with the "Hey Uncle John," you turned around, and he, there was, he was sprinting toward me with that pumpkin head. So it dawned on me uh, yesterday. My wife bought that for you, and I bought that exact mask for my boss, Jake Martin, at Christmas. So I've purchased, purchased this mask twice, and I don't own it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Sorry, man. Well, it looks great here in the uh, podcast studio, so thank you so much. I mean, much. yeah, it does look great. And I think you got another little uh, gift over there for me. I see a penguin bag holding a lollipop. Yeah. Yeah, picked this out specifically for you. Here we go. This is my last gift to you. Ugh. Because. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. The whole thing? So, Jamie got me the entire Nightmare on Elm Street collection on Blu-ray. And I've been talking about how I don't have any of these films. So he he. So you do have them all on DVD. You have that yeah. whole beautiful set there with. And I oh. knew you were too stubborn and cheap to buy the Blu-ray since you already own them all on DVD. So thank you so much, man. There you go, buddy. I love this. I can't wait to, to watch these. Seriously, thank you. All right, let's keep moving. Um, wait, one more thing. My son's hair went from Adrian King in Friday the Thirteenth. Here we are a few months later. It is now he looks the like Pancakes Kid from, from cabin, fever. cabin Fever. We'll have to post a side-by-side. Uh, I, I have one already already queued up. Of course you do, you yep. fucker. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I have that exact set, and I love it. I can't tell you how many times I watch like, just put the shit in. Yeah. Because I can, so. What have you been watching? Uh, you know, I've been hitting the sleepaway camps, the burning... Friday the 13th, all the typical summer camp shit. Uh, but also, I watched... You and I, admittedly, have never really dabbled too much in the Italian horror. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we've watched some of the... We've watched Zombie and when some I shit like that. When I asked that question to Darren during our interview with him, I was like, hey, well, what would you recommend a... The, the average listener. If you were to tell someone that wasn't me, that <laughs> hasn't seen a lot of the horror of uh, Italian horror... You and I were both taking notes. And he said Deep Red. And I just watched that for the first time like three days ago. Well, I just watched Tenebrae. Oh, what'd you think? And I fucking loved it. Great. Loved it. And you'll love it too. You need to check it out. I don't, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but... 
I've not. No, I'll, I'll definitely take a look. Um, but other than that, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, and then some. I'm getting ready to watch season three of The Stranger Things. I've been waiting to rewatch. Yeah, dude, I just it hit for the one summer. and two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watch. Re- I rewatch one and two every year. Uh, but <laughs> we're watching The Burning right now. Yeah, we got it on the back. It's funny. But so you rewatch one and two. You've been sitting on three. I've been doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, so here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might start it tonight though, because it's so warm outside. Oh, it's, per- it's it's that time now. Yep. Yeah, I've been doing the same. I've just been hitting the. Uh, I've watched the. Bur- I've I got that Burbs from uh, oh. Screen Factory. You know, a couple weeks ago, I think I've watched it like fifteen times. I actually watched that with the girls uh, yesterday morning. I woke up and they both climbed in bed with me, and you know, eight o'clock. I rolled over. I popped it on, and we we were just. <laughs> All enamored by it. That, that was their first experience with it too. They they seem to like it. That seems to be a good gateway. It's funny. The characters are funny and just that movie's an so actual good. treasure. So good. just a treasure. One of our like top five favorites. Oh, dude. Yeah. And actually, it was hard not to pick that film in what we're talking about today. But uh, we've got a special Burbs uh, oriented episode queued up. That's gonna hit uh, hopefully soon here. Um, and. Uh, didn't want to over over uh, over talk about that subject, but yeah, been hitting those as well. Um, any purchases lately? Yeah, so I posted. Um, I bought some Matt Pepler shit. Um, so all of it's great. I could buy his whole website. <laughs> I know. I honestly I could, uh, but I narrowed it down to I got that Friday the Thirteenth like camp cabin keychain. Oh yeah, yeah, that's new stuff because it seems awesome, like he's dabbling yeah. in uh, screen printing now, which is yeah, cool. he's like you know. He's got some free time now with the quarantine, so he's amping up his uh, production, which is great. I love everything he's been doing. He did that notebook I think you bought. Yep, I got that notebook. Uh, but I bought the Antonio Bay print, I got which you have. Yep. Over my left shoulder. And right I now. got that Friday the 13th, uh, the 8-bit, like Jason standing over the water. Oh, yeah, one of his newer designs. I spent way too much time, like, should I get the red variant or the 8-bit? bit variant like, way too <laughs> yeah. much time making that choice yep. um i could have bought both yeah and that... i also bought happy birthday to me on blu-ray which i'd never seen we were discussing last week with the intruder yeah. or a couple weeks ago with the intruder commentary we mentioned a couple uh movies that they compared to intruder happy birthday to me was one of them picked it up on blu-ray it's like eight bucks what the fuck yeah and uh you just brought that over i've, I've not seen it yet actually so i'm gonna Happy Maybe. birthday to you. I guess today's the day I should watch that, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, I, I also snagged that Antonio Bay print. We both love the fog. I got that camp log from, from Matt's website, too. Um, and then that Season of the Witch mask that you brought, as well as that Scooby-Doo blanket, and now uh, this Nightmare on Elm Street collection. So I'm really, really thrilled and excited about this. Um, and I got a gift card from work for my birthday, so... Um, probably invest that in some uh, Blu-rays as well. Yeah, so keep me posted what you buy. Yeah. yeah. So before we before we jump into our films, what are you wearing right now, my friend? Oh, I have. Uh, so a couple years ago, we all went to the Outer Banks. We did like a friend family vacation that you were a part of. Yep. Um, and my wife made because my wife is a creep. She <laughs> fucking had, nuts. She found these <laughs> matching shirts. I don't know if she had them made or found them or whatever, but uh. For me and my son. It wasn't for the whole family, like a bunch of creeps. It was just me and my son. But it's a, it's a blue shirt that says uh, Frog Brothers Vampire Hunters. 
Yeah. Um, this is one of my, this is a treasure. We so. dreamed of uh, creating a brewery and calling it. We did. Yeah. Just and we that. settled on a podcast. So we're horror dads. We're not frog brothers. So if we, uh, if we, I guess if we have a brewery now, we'll have to call it horror dads. Yeah. But um, a couple fun things for your birthday before we dive in here. Um, I got some movies that came out today on May 24th. Oh, no shit. Dawn of the Dead in 1979. You mm. share a birthday with that movie. Uh, Tales from the Hood in 1995. <laughs> that movie's great. Yep. Okay. And Insomnia from 2002. These are just some highlights. There's obviously more. Yeah, just filling the, fill the grass seed there with yep. insomnia. Okay, uh, some birthdays. Again, these are just some highlights. John C. Riley, oh. ni- 1965. Uh, Alfred Molina, who played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 and Fucking was in Species. Love that movie. 1953 was his birthday. And love that movie. Uh, Bill Thornberry, who uh, played Jody in Phantasm, was born Ooh. in 1952 on this date. And finally, I had to include this one. This isn't necessarily horror-related, but... Jim Broadbent, who plays Professor Slughorn, nineteen forty-nine. We can't go nine. We can't go uh, one nine episode episodes without, and yeah. not fucking talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> well, that's cool. Thank you yeah. for for researching that. Um, also, to hit what I'm wearing real quick, I have this uh, Friday the Thirteenth T-shirt. Looks like from the cover of the reboot film. Uh, I think Old we Navy. both got it at Old Navy, and our yeah. wives, I think, both bought it. Kind of like they might have been together shopping. They're like. Hey, yeah. uh, look what I found. And it was like, oh, God, what'd you get me? Another fucking polo. Yeah. And then they pulled it out of the bag and it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, give it. I think I slipped it on right when she gave it to me. Yeah. And I also have on my London 1888 uh, Freddy Krueger Nightclaw hat. Which oh, you bought that at uh, Ride Fest. I did buy yeah. this at Ride Fest. Uh, so it's the White Claw logo, but it has uh, Freddy Krueger on it. It says <laughs> yeah. Nightclaw. Uh, I, so I remember because you're like a real White Claw creep. And we all make we all, we all make fun of you for it. So when we saw that hat, I think we I think you had like five different people go like, "Hey, John, check this hat out." <laughs> yeah. And then two minutes later, you all turn around. And I had it on my head. So <laughs> exactly. Good purchase. All right. All right. Let's dive in, man. We're gonna jump in. Okay, so it's me rubbing my hands together. I'm really excited about this topic. Uh, so between what we picked, this is no particular order. We're just kind of doing some films that we like the uh, horror houses for. So we're going to alternate yep. back and forth. But my first one, uh, I tried to I tried to do an eclectic spread, and I think uh, I was able to accomplish that in my decisions. So my first one is Disturbia, 2007. Okay. We're all set to go nowhere. I am sentencing you to three months house arrest, Mr. Brecht. Green means you're good. You're in the safe zone. Red light flashes. You got 10 seconds to get back to green or else. Starring Shia LaBeouf, uh, Sarah Romer, and David Morse. Um, And also, I don't know her name, Trinity from uh, The Matrix. (laughs) She's the mom in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, great pick, man. I love that movie. Yeah, so uh, Rear Window. This time of year, too. Oh, dude, I, like, I'm going to put, I'm going to watch that tonight. Been yeah. beating that up uh, in the background. Just constantly have that film on. Um, but it's a reimagining sort of a, a Rear Window, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Right. 
Um, so it's not a total remake, I'd say, but it's uh, it's it's close. Um, so we're we're not going to talk a ton about the films themselves, but more the setting of the actual houses. So this house, this is a house that you wish you owned uh, if you lived in the suburbs. It's a very beautiful home, very large. Uh, seems to be in a well-to-do area. So I looked it up, oh, uh, and I actually I have I have the exact address of that house. Whoa! Yeah, it's six two 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 Painter Avenue in Whittier, California. So it's a uh, just you know like I think south of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um. So this film, though the the photography of this whole movie, I feel is very like you know that mid two thousands kind of. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, and similar kind of to when a stranger calls and like you can even tell by what they're wearing and how they talk and the hairstyles, the, uh, the dude from the Friday 13th remake, his friend, uh, Ronnie, I think his name is in the movie. Oh, the uh, Asian kid. Yeah. yeah he's so yeah. fucking good. Also, I, lo- I love that dude. I do too, but he's not a kid. I think he, he's probably well, in his fifties. Yeah. Like... He just like is an ageless wonder. <laughs> Dude's a vampire. Yeah. But I love everything that dude is in. He's, he's a great character actor. I love him. Shoot the boot. Shoot the boot. <laughs> yeah. Him. Yeah. Um, but the, every, I feel like every room of this house has a role in the film. Uh, the kitchen has the scene where uh, Shia LaBeouf's character comes down and the neighbor, Mr. Turner's in there with the bagels and, and, uh, uh, I think his name is Kale in the movie. He has the knife, and he's like using this fucking huge butcher knife to spread cream cheese on the bagel, and this it's this very like tense <laughs> confrontational scene. Um, and very fright nightish too. Yeah, dude, think, yeah. so yeah. so much, yeah. so much. That's that's a big reason why I love it so much is that yes, fright night characteristic. Yeah. And fright night is one of my favorite movies right. of all time. Both of ours, yeah. Um, but the yard too, the scene where the uh, he's going outside and he's setting the perimeter after he trips the uh the the ankle bracelet and he's like setting up the garden gnomes and that song's playing like nah, nah. hey hey you know it's like happening mm-hmm. in the background he's like popping those things down he's like making his little perimeter uh and he's constantly in that bedroom and he's got uh that like anti-authority guard that, everywhere that twinkie tower that fucking bedroom yeah dude we're i don't want to delve because i I plan on doing an episode on bedroom bedrooms. Episode, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to get too deep into that, but fuck, do I love that bedroom. And the living room too, the scene where he's watching TV with his mom and the news broadcast is on and there's intel about all the upcoming stuff and the murders happening in the area. Um, but but we've we've made a conscious effort to make sure that we focus on our favorite room of each of these houses. So my favorite room in this house is that office of his father's. Um, Love the podcast space down here, which is my home office. However, could you imagine having that beautiful, like, wood, mahogany, everything around you, all those windows, um, and then that's also the room that he uses to, to spy on his uh, his attractive neighbor mm-hmm. with a pair of binoculars as she swims in her swimming pool, uh, not to sound like a creep, uh, but that is that is probably the, the best room in the house for, for multiple reasons, and um, that is my... My first uh, pick here. Great one, man. Do you have anything to say about Disturbia? No, other than, you know, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great perfect movie. for this time of year. Great house, great room, great pick. Yeah, truly is. What do you have? So, the first one I'm going to talk about is 1974 Toby Hooper classic The Texas, the Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. The film which you are about to see 
is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths. In particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young. But had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. I think any list of horror houses would be remiss without adding this one onto it. Um, just from the beginning, when they show you the house, you know, like the movie itself starts in that cemetery with the, oh, God. Yeah, it's very, like, the tone is gritty. It's you like know right sandy. Away. Yeah, <laughs> like you know desolate. right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you hear about the filming and how hot it was and just smelly and stinky with Gunner in that, oh, God. Gunner um, Hansen. And they say that, like, the tone of the movie was kind of set by everybody's attitude how miserable everybody was on set, which really reflects. This I mean, sounds great. It's going to be great. I'm in a feature film. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the house was built in like 1908, 1910. Real house. Uh, they actually used it. They filmed outside and inside in the house. Um, it was a house that was being rented by somebody, oddly enough. Um, so they got permission to use the house from the owner. Um, like, I guess they kicked the renter out. I don't know while they were filming. Uh, but they were only allowed to use the left side of the house. Because I don't know if the dude had all his shit in the right side or what. They just Don't mind us. We're going to be up late. Yeah. Uh, do you you have uh, uh, earphones, right? That you can put in your ears? Because we're going to be sawing late into the night. Soundproof? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... The living room, the dining room, and the kitchen was pretty much all that they used. They built a room, I think, for the the the, the lair. Do you call it the yeah the basement, the underbelly? Yeah, the laundry room, as you would say. Yeah. Um. It so it, <laughs> the it, fucking laundry room. Yeah. <laughs> Go fold the towels downstairs. Oh, uh, yeah. don't don't uh, don't get the Ooh, fish hook on. Pay the, no uh, mind to yeah. the skin. Yeah. Seriously. Um, but this was originally. Built in Williamson County, Texas, um, Quick Hill Road in Round Rock, Texas. Mm. They've since chopped the house up into different pieces, um, very thematically, I guess. Um, And they moved it to a different place in Texas, Kingsland, Texas, where it's now a restaurant. What the fuck? Grand Central Cafe is what it's called. I can't... I had no idea. Yeah. I cannot imagine eating a meal... No, where I mean, these are you this kidding? family was eating people, you know, it's <sighs> insane. Uh, but you can do like, and now there's like different things like, um, what's that dude who does the same as Kenny, the dude who does like the Michael Myers house, dude. He does like the on-site tours, uh, on-site yeah. cinema, yeah, where he'll you can come and like you know you pay a fee to stay the night at a different place. But he did that at this location. No shit. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. I would have loved it. I'm gonna have to do one of those one day when he does the Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, like dude, he did no, the part six this year. Um, it's obviously canceled because of all that's going on. But I wanted to get in on that. That would be amazing. <sighs> yeah, we have to do that. Um, but see, that was like 1998 that they moved the house. By the way, to prevent it from like deterioration. You got a favorite Pretty room cool in this that. house? Uh, my favorite room would be probably the dining room. Yeah, they do the dinner scene. I also like the scariest room to me when they're filming is the I don't know if it's the living room or the dining room, 
but where she walks in and it's all filled with feathers all over the ground and the chickens clucking and there's bones <laughs> yeah. and shit. Oh, dude. And I watched a commentary on the DVD, the Blu-ray. If you have the Blu-ray and you haven't watched that, check it out because it's pretty interesting. He details pretty much every room that they filmed in and the different conditions. And he yeah. says the one room that's filled with all the bones and shit, he said like, he says at one point, like, this was a really smelly room. Oh, like, God, oh, dude. Fuck, yeah. I think I was eating a tomato sandwich. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but yeah, that's my number one house. Good pick. So I'm going to go uh, to 1979 to the East Coast. So I, I, I feel like I'm definitely an East Coast guy in general. Um, having lived in New York and... Uh, a couple different places on the East Coast. I just that's where my heart is for sure. So I, I I feel like my picks, the picks I really really love, gravitate toward there. So I'm going with the Amityville Horror 1979, um, starring James Brolin, Margot Kidder, directed by uh, Stuart Rosenberg. It's the kind of house they don't build anymore. A relic of a time when the world wasn't in such a hurry. When there was still time for a little charm and elegance. It has stood empty for a long while. And at the price, it is a bargain. For a growing young family, it is almost too good to be true. So, the, again, to your point, the, the house in this film is certainly a character. Um, it looks oh, ominous 100%. as fuck. Yeah. And it, it definitely has elements of that... Uh, the whole idea, even the house in Halloween, when, when you see it from the outside, it like it looks mean. It looks like it has furrowed brows. It looks ominous. It looks scary. Uh, it, it has a serious presence to it. So. Oh yeah, with the windows. Yeah. Like it, it, you're right. It's a, it's like it's its own character. Yeah, and Monster House really, you know, made that a cartoony thing later in life, oh, which God, is a great God, movie, that, yeah. especially as a parent. Um, but. So I definitely feel like the outside of this house is just as important as the inside. But um, so we're we're thirty miles outside of New York, uh, in Long Island, and uh, so this is based on a true story. So November thirteenth, I checked to see if it was a Friday. It was actually a Wednesday, but November thirteenth of nineteen seventy four, a twenty three year old guy named uh, Ronald DeFeo killed his entire family. Um, I think it was five or six people that were killed, and then. 13, just 13 months after that, so just a little over a year, uh, the Lutz family moved in. And they only lasted, I think it was uh, 23 or 28 days or something uh, before they before they bounced. So the uh, lifelike exterior, I, I, I feel like this, the decoration and the atmosphere of the interior of the house is very representative of its time. And I think it's cool that this was filmed in 79, so it was five years after the actual event occurred. So I really feel like you have a pretty uh, sincere depiction of what that, you know, that time frame felt like. And it, there's so much wallpaper and earthy, like, muted colors within the house. And one of my favorite scenes is uh, when they're in the kitchen and Margot Kidder's putting, the like, the contact paper in the... Uh, like in the shelving in the kitchen oh, yeah, and, yeah. and she's like, uh, do you want to go, you want to skive off and get a couple beers or something and go play outside or whatever she says. But I just really love that scene. So it has these moments of just like familial, Hey, 
you could live here, you can make a home here, but it also has moments of like, holy shit. And okay. So many moments of holy shit, like the flies and that mirror in their room. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think when she's like doing that weird aerobic stretch thing and yeah. he comes in, he's like, you look very pretty or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. So that mirror, it has that like intricate, uh, like golden design on it. Yeah. Do you remember the mirror at my old house? Yes. At the bar? I think we've talked it's about the same this fucking that, mirror. Like gold leaf. Yeah. Yeah. Same mirror. I should have brought that with me when we moved. Why did you not? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's gone. Uh, but I definitely appreciate the time and place of the film. And I feel like the decor of the house really roots you into that. And I feel like the house is obviously the most prominent character of the film. Uh, I also think that the the boathouse is uh, a pretty neat, neat area. I really like the remake too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's a great um, remake. Yeah. yeah. I think the boathouse is a great area uh, and it plays a pretty pretty prominent role but just the whole landscape and the way it, it rolls and the way it flows it just i don't know it's just such a well designed time and place and uh contributor to the film that boathouse was a big reason why they bought the house it's like one of those like yeah yeah we know somebody was murdered here but yep need a place to store your boat we do <laughs> just, uh just so happens my favorite room in this house though is the little girl i think her name's amy Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, Amy's uh, bedroom, I think, is uh, probably my favorite room in the house just because of the shenanigans that occur uh, with the rocking chair and all that stuff. Uh, and she's a she's a really cool character, too. So I think that she's uh, one of the magnets for uh, the weird cosmic energy in the, in the film. And she's like one of the conduits. So I think uh, all the weird stuff that happens uh, in and around her space is, is pretty neat. So, yeah. That's a great house, man. That's my pick, man. All right. Well, my second one is going to be 1979's The uh, Salem's Lot. Ben Mears has been away too long. And now at last, he's come home. The men fought at Valley Forge. Daddy, come back safe. Home to the childhood memories. To the old familiar faces. To a life unmolested by time. And with your saints, let him rejoice in your presence forever. We ask it through Christ our Lord, amen. Home to Salem's Lot. <sighs> Fucking yeah. hug I mean, right how now. How can you not put this house on there? Talk about a character. Um, yeah, dude. The Marston House. Right? I didn't even think of this one, by the way. Yeah. That's a great pick. Uh, so it's based in the fictional town of... Jerusalem's Lot, Maine, it was previously owned by the murderer, the serial killer. I don't know if he was a serial killer, but Hubie Marston, where Hubie. he uh, killed himself and his wife. Um, and it was purchased by, who we know, Kurt Barlow. Hubie's like the least intimidating guy, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Hubie, he re- yeah. It's like you have to be a serial My name's killer. Hubie. Name's fucking he won't Hubie. kill me. Um, purchased by Kurt Barlow, the Austrian immigrant who came to open a store. Stephen King's always interjecting these characters that are like creepy and weird that come to open a store in a small town. Uh, like the dude from, uh, what's that movie? Needful Things. Yeah, that dude. I don't even... Okay. Um, See ya. <laughs> good, goodbye. 
so the the house is actually in Ferndale, California. This is super interesting. This house, California. L- huh? Look up the photo of this house. It is nothing like what the Marston house actually looks like. Nothing. So really? what they did was they rented this house again. Rented the, rented the house um, for twenty thousand dollars, and they paid a hundred thousand dollars to build a facade on the outside to make it look the way it Dude. looks in Salem's so, Lot. Okay, so speaking of the numbers here, by the way, to, to reflect back to Amityville Horror, yeah. the Lutz family in real life bought that house for $80,000. In what year do you know? 74. Yeah. 75, I think. Maybe. Right. They got a good deal on it. Because yeah. a family was murdered there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But just in relativity, because we're talking the same decade, right? Because Salem's Lot was what year? Well, the 79. Yeah. 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 There you go. All right. Sorry. Carry on. Uh, yeah. So, and then part of the contract was that the owners of the house would get to keep all the lumber and materials that they used to build the facade. <laughs> and then they paid another $70,000 to construct like the interior set of the house. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the interior of that house is so fucking like dark and it drab is very, like, in there. Yeah. And it's... it yeah, super macabre. It looks like it hasn't been lived in in like, you know, like Fright Night, when they go in that house, it I, looks... I was just about to say Fright Night. When yeah. you go in... That has a very Fright Night tone as well. Yeah. Um, or Fright Night has that tone, I guess. But anyway, when you go in there... Fright Night's the first movie that was ever made. Anything <laughs> that similar <laughs> has copied Fright Night even have happened before. But when you go into the Fright Night house, you feel like it's lived in, like people live there. Yeah. In, in this this house, no. Nobody has lived here in goddamn centuries, right? <laughs> It's like fucking dust and like when he's going up the steps and grabs a handrail yeah. when Ben is and it's like, oh, what the what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Um so yeah, to me and I guess Stephen King based this on as he does with a lot of stuff, he based this on a uh chapel that was in his hometown or one of his hometowns in Durham, Maine. In Maine, huh? When he was eleven. Um you, but, you've not read this book, right? Uh, I have not, no. no. Yeah. This it, this is I've one of my to. favorite uh, Stephen King books. For yeah, sure. I, re- I really want to get into that one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I guess the chapel that he based it on is actually haunted. There, you could Google that. There's a lot going on there too that I didn't want to get into. But um, if I had to pick a favorite room, it would be Barlow's, uh, it, the cellar where Barlow is, you know, yeah. sleeping. Yeah, resting. When they they bust the lock and crack in there and. That Barlow character, dude, oh, one of the best, so yeah, much, one of the best vampires, and also the the character of Peter and uh, what we do in the shadows is clearly a, is clearly yeah. a homage to that. And I, yep. uh, Peter and Barlow, if I could have both those guys as pets in my my basement here, I would. <laughs> I honestly would. I'd feed them whatever I mean, they this want. Is where they would sleep. Yeah. Uh, great pick, man. All right, I'm gonna head forward uh, in time. I know I jumped from the 2000s range back to the 70s, but I'm going back to the 2000s to the year I graduated high school and the year I won Best Hair Class of 2005 <laughs> uh, to House of Wax. You guys going to do it tonight or what? Stop! What the hell is that? What does he want? Can we help you? Well, maybe we're on his property. I'm going to turn your lights off. 
freak. So let's get out of here. All right, let's go. Come on, he's gone. Okay. Ooh. All right, so there's there's some serious hate uh, on this movie. And I know that, you know, you have the Vincent Price original from the 50s, which is fucking great. Uh, however, this movie I enjoy. I like it. You got a, a strange <laughs> cast. You got Chad Michael Murray. You've got uh, Alicia Cuthbert. Uh, Paris Hilton's in this. But I mean, this movie is the era. The, or it the is. characters are the era. Like, yeah. when I watch it, I'm transported back to 2005 or whatever the fuck. But my one timeless wonder here is Jared Padalecki, my buddy. Your boy. We love him. What'd you call him that time? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> love him so much. Forgot his name. So, this movie, though, uh, takes place in the film. It's supposed to be a small Louisiana, Louisiana town. Um but in doing research, so it, it actually was shot in a Hollywood studio that was built for the film. Uh, and it was a timber built set that actually there was this like mammoth fire that happened when they were filming. And most of it burned down and they had to demolish it after the fact. Uh. And there was this huge lawsuit for like $7 million against the, uh, the, uh, I guess production the, company. As the special effects designer, oh. because the way they had it set, they didn't have firefighters on hand. They had like raw timber exposed to open flame. So during the scene, that final scene is when it burned down. Uh, yeah, it, it would have to be, I guess, because yeah. that's. Huh. Maybe they were like, just keep rolling, because we're gonna get one shot at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this movie, the atmosphere in general in this film, I enjoy. I really like how it starts in the woods. Um. And it it does have a very like campy sort of feel uh, to the extent where they're they are actually camping and then they evolve like from the wooded area to like slowly they like they wean their way into the town. So the 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 progress of them actually getting to the town and then eventually getting to the house, I feel is um, the cadence to it. I think is pretty neat uh, and and pretty enjoyable, but. The entire atmosphere of the town, um, or I'm sorry, the woods, and then the actual town itself, I think, is very uh, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers-ish. You know, you can tell there's some sort of like automated something happening at large. Uh, and then that weird like interaction in the church uh, with the one, you know, the one brother is very... It's very, it's very off-putting, and you, you can tell, like, as a viewer, like, you're in on this, and you know, I don't know what's happening, but you know, like, oh, something's happening, right? So Very tourist trappy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And even the, the gas station scene, too, I love. Uh, it has okay. remnants of uh, that body bags, uh, John Carpenter uh, <laughs> yeah. contribution. I think uh, my favorite is the theater when they go in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, so good. But the actual house... Um, Definitely has an aura of of Texas Chainsaw, of tourist trap, of um, these these like Southern hospitality sort of. Why are people being so nice to me? Why are people engaging in me uh, in, in certain respects? Uh, and, and you have certain people in the house and certain people waiting outside of the house. Like you have the one character waiting in the car at one point in time, and it's like, 
what the fuck is going on in there. Um, so I definitely think that there are uh, reflections of of that. Um, and just the wax figures within the house, too, are, are incredibly ominous. And I, I would say my favorite room in this house would be uh, the room, the piano room, uh, where Jared yeah. Padalecki is. That's probably my favorite scene when that like piece of his face comes off. I think that's a very... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good scene. I would pick that room as well. Yeah. Do you like this movie? Love it. Yeah. Okay. Good. And I love it in that way of like, you know, I love to I love to watch yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, it gets a, a point of absurdity with everyone being so judgmental on it's like, certain movies. Fuck it's off. Like, do you like to watch it? That's all yeah. that really matters. I like to watch it. So yep. Whatever. If it's good to have it on the background. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, am I gonna sit down and stare at the screen and watch it? Probably. Probably not. I'm probably never again. No. But, but I put it on while I work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's worth a watch. And I love it. All right, so my number four, or my number three, I guess, sorry, is... So I picked a house from Scream. Hello? Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Because I had to. I'll choose anything from Scream for any list that we do. Can I guess? Because I don't know. Yeah, please guess. I could have picked any house in there. But Did you pick the house from the third one? The fake house? Nope. The set house? I picked a movie from the first film. You picked Casey Becker's house then? No. All right, why don't you just tell me? Stu's. Oh, yeah. That's a great fucking house. Yeah. I mean, if I could live in a house, it would be <laughs> Stu's house. He's got some property, yeah. Yeah, dude. They have a boat. <laughs> also, that whole town of Woodsboro is so spread out. Yeah. yeah. Like the bus. The bus ride to school must take like three hours. <laughs> yeah. Because Everyone has like, acres. Yeah, and, acres. and like even the back of Sydney's house is like, you don't see another house for fucking miles. There's mountains and shit. Also, her dad's like a rancher or some shit. Like, why are they? I thought he was a there? truck driver or something. Like, why is he always gone? He's always wearing that jean jacket. <laughs> always yeah. the Canadian tuxedo again. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, Go ahead. So buddy. it's this is a real house that they actually filmed in. Um, it's located in Spring Hill Estates, uh, which is a huge, like, sprawling property in Tomales, California. I'm almost certainly saying that wrong because I say every city wrong. Um, but it's like you can like rent. It's part. There's different properties on this, uh, or different houses on this property, different estates and stuff. Uh, but you can rent it for fifteen hundred dollars per night if you like. If oh, you're feeling okay. groovy. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people do weddings on this property, I guess. You know, so you can get a bunch of people in there, uh, split the rent. Uh, but it's like a five bedroom, four bath house. Like this, this place is massive. Um, built in the nineties. Um, but I mean, how can you not pick this house for the best horror houses? You know, it's like, it's got one of the best scenes in horror, in my opinion, where Randy is telling everybody yeah, the dude. rules. Totally agree. Um, you have the bedroom where Sid loses her virginity and four people get killed on this property. Do you know which four? Tatum. Sorry to put you on the spot. Billy. Yep. Stu. Yep. And... Who's the fourth? 
Billy, Tatum, Stu, think about Gail Weathers. Oh, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love that. I dude. Get off my fucking <sighs> <Yeah>. windshield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so my my favorite room and my favorite scene is the uh, the rules. The rules in the family room, TV room, yeah, whatever you want to call it. And an interesting fact is in the actual house. So like in the movie, it makes it seem like when you come in the front door and like go, you look to your left, there's the family room. You're like right in there. That's not true. It's actually back behind the kitchen. Yeah. The left is actually just a dining room. Huh. Yeah. Well, dude, this movie. I mean, we could talk. We yeah. could do. Yeah. We could just do an episode on every room of this fucking yep. film. Uh, well, that's a great pick, my friend. All right. I am going to go back again to 1981 to a little movie called Hell Night. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So, this movie starring Linda Blair from The Exorcist. She was in a lot of like weird, obscure 80s horror yeah. films, right? Yes. And then, uh, I think his name was Peter... No one knows. Something or other. Yeah, yeah the dude from Friday the 13th Part 4. He's <laughs> yeah, like... It is that yeah. dude. You know what's funny is every time I watch that, which is maybe twice, um, I always think... Hell Knight? Who is that? Fu- yeah, yeah, Hell Knight. I always think like... I know this this guy. Yeah. Yeah. In- Crazy, yep. man. So, I chose this film for a couple reasons. One is there's a serious like haunted house uh aspect to this. It's very like Agatha Christie almost, I guess. Um and it's it it has this very like rooted in in what it is. And and I, I think that goes beyond just the story. And I feel like the costumes of what everyone's wearing, it's this like classic, like goth sort of look almost. And I feel like everyone in the film is contributing to this like appearance and this this like very macabre, dark, gothic sort of setting that happens. Yeah, because they're doing a costume party of some sort, right? Yeah, so the idea here is like Hell Knight. There was some, it's a, a fraternity that's putting on this Hell Knight celebration. There's this house that they're supposed to stay in because um, there were these grisly murders. It's it's essentially like if a fraternity were to to be near the Amityville Horror House, and it's like okay, we're all gonna stay there. Yeah, kind of idea. Yep. So it's it's essentially that. So, and if you've not seen this movie. And you put it on and you watch the first like 15 minutes. Stay with it because you you you'll, put it on and it's like, am I watching fucking Porky's? Like, what's happening here? You'll want to shut it off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the beginning of this movie is not great. And I don't I don't know if this movie is great, but it's definitely worth a watch. If you like slasher-esque sort of movies, if you like things that are rooted in uh, the dark gothic sort of sort of look. Uh, but it's definitely an 80s film. The, it's pretty slow going. 
and the production value is not that great on it either. No. Someone's got to pick it up and like do a reproduction of it. But uh, I, I don't know how much can be done at this point. Is um, there a Blu-ray? Because I feel like uh, I need to see it on a Blu-ray. I don't know. I watch it on Amazon. And it's like, eh. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but the house itself is it's very cluttered. It's very dank. It's very over decorated and disturbing feeling on the inside. There are uh, super high ceilings and fireplaces everywhere and wick candle like candles absolutely everywhere too so it has that very again gothic kind of dark sort of vibe but it also has this these links to all these like cavernous pathways where it's like oh there's stone and water and just like a cave down here and a lot of the film links to that and the house kind of like branches out to those sorts of areas so it's 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 interesting. So this is a a true kind of haunted house sort of vibe, and the exterior shots were filmed um, in a mansion actually, uh, or of a mansion in in Redlands, California, um, from this like Kimberly Clark Paper Company. I think it was called. These huh. Wisconsin zillionaires um, had a house out uh, on the west coast. Uh, but that was mostly the exterior shots, and the interior shots were in uh, unnamed locations. There's some like residential place, also I think in Pasadena. Oh, so it was an actual house, not a studio. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yep. So of uh, of this place, though, my my favorite, personally, my favorite scene. I just really like the banter between uh, the goofy dude that's dressed like Robin Hood. That's my favorite yeah. dude. Yeah. The he's, surfer dude. Yeah, he's funny. When, when she asks him what it's like to surf. That scene is my favorite. So oh, that okay, room cool, that yeah. they're in, uh, <laughs> I think is, it's just, it's funny. It's comical. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Just imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredibly overacted, <laughs> but it's, it's fun, you know? So yeah, that's why you show up for it. That's the best dude. Yeah. Because the, the chick has all the pain pills and yeah. quaaludes yeah. and shit like that. And he's like, go, I'm on board for that. She's looking in the mirror. She's like, these quaaludes have me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, all right, so my number four. This, <clears throat> I'm taking some liberties with horror here. I guess you could. It's in the horror subgenre, I guess. Uh, but this is a movie that, for me growing up, like this is actually one of my gateways into horror. And it's uh, 1991's The Addams Family. You son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, this this movie to me was just like I watched it on repeat essentially once it hit HBO. Um, the house is you know it'll always be with me. Just the imagery of not only the outside of the house, but all the shit going on inside. Every room is something fucking interesting. Um, every room has its own like little secrets. You know, like the... I just love all the small details. Like the carpet rug at one point will like yeah, sure. attach the, uh, attack the dude's like pant leg. Um, of course, the office has the... So this is my favorite room. The office has the, uh, the library in it. You... Pull a book. Uh, if you pick, if you pick the right one, it'll take you down into uh, another room where it's like an elevator. You pull a chain. You have to pull the right one out of like a thousand looking like similar chains to take you down a slide into the vault. 
so this is that that's my favorite like the vault itself isn't my favorite room but that whole like process to get to the vault then they have to like do like the the venice uh boat trip into into the vault um just the whole thing about this movie and like if you pick the wrong chain you get sucked through a fucking tube and out to the cemetery just everything about it i love uh the house is not real it was almost all filmed on a sound stage oh yeah as it should have been i guess like how could you find a house like that uh with all the different tricks and uh, but it was based on the original Charles Adams cartoons. That's like what they based the look on. Sure. Um, so the frontage of the house is real. Like what, obviously what you look at, it's not CG, you know? Uh, but like the frontage was built specifically for the movie to look just like the Charles Adams cartoons. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, my favorite room is the vault. Um, oh, just every character. I, I love that movie so much. Yeah, dude, that's a great pick. And yeah. that's one of those for sure gateways that like i'll show my kid that pretty soon yeah and that's a safe one to show yep yeah the only reason i haven't yet is because wednesday and pugsley dabble a little too hard with murder <laughs> and like killing each other and i don't want him doing that to his brother setting him up on a uh, like an electric chair i can yep. see it happening good pick buddy all right so my last one is actually the movie that Brittany pushed me toward because i was struggling to find my number five. Oh, so this is the one where she was like do this one yeah gotcha well i i didn't even have this one in the in the balance in the conversation which is embarrassing oh. to even say real quick before you go we're watching the burning and they are just now getting on to the infamous raft yeah waving goodbye people are clapping jason alexander's clapping have fun wearing his number 96 shirt Little did they know knee high in water by the way jesus christ uh, everyone yeah. is just like look at this guy up to his ass they clearly don't have iPhones in their pockets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so sorry. My, uh, my last of the horror houses is... People are like, is this a burning commentary or... <laughs> House of the Devil, 2009. Ah. Uh. I can tell you like it. I love it. Perfect. About the deposit, I'll agree to waive all the deposit stuff. You just give me the first month's down, we'll call it a day, all right? It's hard coming up with all that money, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna work out. You're not the one with $84 in a bank account and a check to write on Monday. You know what you should do. Hi, I'm calling in regards to the babysitter flyer posted outside my dorm. Tonight's big eclipse is now well underway. I feel a little weird just dropping you out here like in the middle of wherever we are. Whoa, great one. Great house. Yeah. Dude. So the wife was like, why isn't... I can imagine yeah. how this went. She like cussed you out, right? Yeah. She's like, uh, what? You don't have fucking house of the devil? It was almost condescending. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah, well, you're right. She's when you're right, you're that. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so House of the Devil 2009 starring Dee Wallace, who was in uh, The Howling yeah. and yep. E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Oh, by the way, I almost... E.T. is not horror, so I didn't, but I love that house, and I, yeah. I almost wanted to. Brittany would yeah. do, an, uh, my wife would do a podcast just on E.T. Yeah. Uh, also, Jocelyn Donahue, and then uh, Tom Noonan, I believe his name is, um, the creepy older guy. Yeah. He's great. Very good character actor. He I love that dude. Great episode of so much X-Files, Paper Hearts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, there's a guy that looks just like that that shows up to all my family reunion events. 
and uh Brittany whispered at to me at a wedding last year she's like is that the guy from paper hearts also do you know what he's from he is hannibal lecter in our manhunter often discussed manhunter no yeah, shit that's it. yeah well life is full circle yep all right so this film's directed by ty west uh Filmed in Connecticut, so I'd say of the mm. five I picked that Amityville and this are probably my two favorites. I said Hannibal Lecter. He's not Hannibal Lecter. He's the killer. Oh, God damn it. I'm sorry. Schmanable Schmecker. God damn it. What's the killer's name? Don't know. But Tom, he's that guy. He's Tom the, Noonan. He's the, like, he's the fucking... He's the killer. Yep. Hannibal Lecter is, you know... <laughs> If you say shenanigans, one more... If the next person who says shenanigans... (laughs) Alright. So this movie was filmed in Connecticut. Um, I feel like Alfred Hitchcock is all over this fucking movie. Honestly. It's so... uh, So... You have to work at it and you're invested in the beginning. Like, you care about the characters. You care about the process. Uh, you're rooting for this this girl to to get out of her dorm with her shit roommate, and it it's it's just it's so well done. It's so well set up. It's a slow burn for sure. Uh, and the entry to the actual house that I'm going to discuss here takes a minute, but um, the scenes and the settings that lead up to that I think are pretty pretty important and very well done. So you've got um, this girl in college. She wants to get away from her roommate. She finds her dream apartment she wants to rent. She's got a buddy that uh, is going to help her get there. Uh, and they're sitting at the pizza place talking about it. And there's this like this eclipse that's like supposed to happen that's overshadowing, not to be punny, the entire film. Uh, so there's this this whole thing that's literally in in there of of this idea of overshadowing and it's just tense the entire time um but the pizza place the school the dorm love all of it and this movie was really it was filmed i think in uh 16 millimeter to give it the appearance of an 80s film right um so it, they it was done it. In, yeah so well done if, if you have not seen this movie like Press pause now and go watch it, because this movie is fucking great. That was one of the first movies I saw that kind of um, brought you back to the 80s. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. this was 2009. Was right so in that time frame of like, let's yeah. bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that like pizza, the pizza place with the booths, just the booths yeah. and the, the Coca-Cola cups brought me right back. And I was like, shit. That's, I love that movie. That's one of my favorite scenes, by yeah. the way. That's my favorite place. Ty West movie, probably. Yeah, and I like the innkeepers too, but I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> but uh, so the the photography though in the actual house itself. So the house is very very creepy. She arrives there to find that it's not a child that she's looking after uh, as she thought. She's going there to be quote unquote a babysitter, um, and she finds that it's actually an old woman. Uh, this. You know, the the Tom Noonan character says, like, my mother, she's very ill. She's upstairs. Don't go upstairs. Just stay down here. You won't have to do a thing. But if something bad happens, blah, blah, blah. And it, fi- you know, it leads to be uh, a different story. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but most certainly worth a watch. So the house itself, Absolutely. 
very stark. Uh, there's tons of contrast in there. It's dark. Um, the the idea of uh, the pizza guy coming and standing on the front doorstep to it's just it's it's a very 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 remote um, standalone uh, place and it's 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 very very cool. It's over decorated. Um, it's dark in there, everywhere, and the place you don't want to go is upstairs. And my favorite scene in my favorite room actually is a, a weird pick. It's that stairwell, and I feel like that stairwell is the like the river sticks that really changes and flips the narrative of the movie because once she goes upstairs is when shit starts to happen um, but when she's listening to that song on her walkman and she's dancing around yep one thing leads to another fucking great but she knocks that vase off the top of the steps and it falls onto the ground uh that in my mind is like a very physical like all right this movie's gonna change right here and uh that's my favorite my favorite room because these stairs are the gateway essentially to hell uh of what becomes her hell when she goes upstairs so yeah you know what scene really got me on that one is uh i'm sure it got everyone is the one where the friend is waiting outside for and that dude just like comes up he's like you're not the babysitter also that's joey marino yeah that is our buddy joey yeah yeah Yeah. is that the guy from your next i think it is yeah 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 he's the main guy in your next the fucking shitty son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that movie. All right. What's your last pick, man? All right. So my last one, I I feel like I had to pick Gotta one. talk about it. Yeah. It's The Conjuring. All right. It's 918. We're headed down into the cellar where the door's just opened on its own. Give us a sign that you want to communicate with us. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Great movie. Um, speaking of a house, you know, it's very much like the Amityville house where it's like, it is the main character of the movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, just everything about that house um, when they first pull up and they, they're moving in, that's my favorite scene, by the way, is when they're moving in and time of the season is playing. Um, yeah. and like just the way the camera, the way James Wan like directs that whole scene is just so fucking good. And also, I don't know if you noticed, but rewatch it. And when they first go in the house, it looks identical to the Texas chainsaw house. Like the huh. setup and everything is identical. It's got that, that, uh, the door in the back, like behind the steps, it's the exact same like setup. It's so good. Um, huh. So the movie is from 2013. It took place in 1971 in Harrisville, Rhode Island. The house is a real house. They do not film at the real house. They film at a house that they picked in uh, Curry, North Carolina. That's for all the exterior scenes. Okay. The interior scenes are a soundstage in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. But they filmed all in the Carolinas. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that they... So, you know what they did is they built a exact replica <coughs> replica of the house in Wilmington on the soundstage. Oh, damn. And my favorite scene, my favorite... Well, my favorite 
part of this house is actually, I cheated a little bit. It's actually the backyard. And that like tree. With the that fucking, fucking tree. The, yeah. Dude. Want to know something about that fucking tree? It's not real. They built it. It's a fake tree. They built the tree, a 50 foot tree that they built and constructed specifically for this movie and for that backyard. Well, um, in the scene, at the I agree. Beginning, that's the, yeah. that, that scene. Right. And that scene at the beginning when they're first pulling up and you can see the backyard like through from the driveway through the house, it's because they they didn't physically remove it, but they edited that whole like if you look at the house for real, uh there's an extension on the left side of the house. Yeah. Uh like sort of like a sun porch type deal that they like did away with. And so like, you know, they added like the yard in. Um the house, there is a real house in Harrisville, Rhode Island that this is based off of that apparently is really haunted. Like the people that live there now, you can look it up. They're like, no, this place actually is haunted. Uh, the family that lived there at the time had to move out because Something. a bunch of creeps who watched the movies wanted to go. Like Ugh. all hours of the night, people would be like knocking on the doors, wanting tours and shit. Inconsiderate assholes. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you it is what it is. just drive past and take a picture? Yeah, really. Yeah. Do you um, do you think uh, so? Sinister came out in 2012. Okay, I didn't uh, realize that came out before this. Yeah, didn't realize that. I knew Insidious did, right? Um, Insidious I don't know. was probably like 11 or something. Yeah, because I remember we were watching that in Chicago when Brittany and I first moved there. So that was probably 11, 2010 for Insidious. So Insidious was 10. 12 was Sinister, 13 was Conjuring, and those are all in the same sort of family, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's interesting because I think at that point we were all like a little fatigued with the Haunted House deal. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, we'll watch this. And we all loved it. But so let me ask this. So Sinister, the tree is obviously a very prominent yeah. factor in that movie. I wonder if there's some like script sharing going on or... Because that's pretty uncanny that Sinister yeah. had it and Conjuring both, you know, like is, such a yeah. prominent... To be honest, I I didn't realize that Sinister came out before The Conjuring. I didn't like either. In my I own ju- mind. I just looked yeah. it up as we were huh. having this conversation. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that's my fifth house. I could have picked any of those houses, by the way. Insidious, well, Sinister. Great pick. And we, we are going to talk about these movies again at some point. And, that's why and we focus on just the house, because yes, we didn't want to... Different detail, highlight different things. Um, so up... Up next, we, we actually are going to be doing an interview with a paranormal investigator here based out of Youngstown, Ohio. So we have uh, him queued up. He's been kind enough to commit to an episode. So Yeah, he's a real-life ghost hunter. Yeah, and he's got some fascinating stories. To to yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be great. So We did a little prelude talk with him, and it was like, nope, don't tell us too much because... We want, we want yeah. live real responses to what you're telling us uh yeah it's like we want to know but yeah so that's going to be great we're going to talk to him um hopefully next week so in the next couple weeks that'll be released and um we'll get this this episode out in the world here shortly and appreciate you guys listening uh please uh follow us on social media if you're not um on instagram that's our our preferred channel at horror dads but we're also on twitter and facebook also at horror dads if you want to reach out to us via email, uh, please feel free to do so. Horrordads at gmail.com. And anything else, James? Yeah. If you guys want to leave us a five-star review, that would be amazing. Please do. Um, also, feel free to leave us a comment. Like You don't have to. 
You don't have to leave a little blurb like, we love these guys. Uh, they're amazing. But leave a little blurb about how much you love us. Yeah. So. But just the five-star rating is going to help our app, the algorithm enough, right? Yep. To get uh, more people to see us. But yeah, any little bit helps. Uh, if you don't want to leave anything, feel free not to. <laughs> yeah. You're not obligated. Not obligated. Um, but thanks If you for... have something bad to say, just DM us. Yeah. And we'll take it into consideration for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, we love you guys. Have a safe summer. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon here in a couple weeks. So, All right. Thanks, everybody.